Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Your truth will set us free, Lord God. I'm believing today that some people who are going to be listening to what I'm going to say will be set free. That's my hope and my belief as we wrap up this final series. Yes, it's the last week of our Stand series. And I believe it's an important message of hope. And for some of you, I know you're, you're looking for a miracle. You're looking for a breakthrough. Uh, whether there are challenges in your workplace, challenges in your health, uh, challenges with addiction, challenges with your relationships, with forgiveness, with finances, with depression, relational challenges with children, with parents, whatever it is you're facing, I'm believing today that God wants to speak to some people who are desperate for a breakthrough. And those words, you know, God's truth will set you free. As you'll know, if you've been watching this uh, series so far, this is a story of Daniel, the Old Testament prophet. Daniel, we, we heard about just a few weeks ago, who was taken from his family home in Jerusalem. He was a young teenager and he was taken away from his family home and, and the, the place was ransacked. The temple was ruined. And Daniel, along with his friends, was taken away from all that he knew to the, the city of Babylon. And there he became part of the civil service. He became part of one of the administrative supporters of the kings of Babylon. And over time, he served four different kings over some 60 plus years, six decades of service. He was faithful. He served those, even though they were not his kings, even though he'd been taken away from his homeland, he served them faithfully. And at this point in the story, we're going to get to Daniel chapter 10 in your Bibles. Daniel is an old man. He's probably in his 80s at this moment in time. And he is faithful and he's consistent and he's been reliable over many, many years. And, and, and if I'm honest with you, as, as a preacher, I love Daniel. Well, Daniel chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 and 6. But after then, it just gets a little bit weird. And if you've ever read Daniel, sort of past Daniel chapter six, which is Daniel and the lion's dead, after that, it kind of goes odd. And he goes into dreams and visions and weird stuff. And we're going to do a bit of that this week. We're going to look at Daniel chapter 10, where it gets a little bit strange. Because in Daniel chapter 10, he gets this vision. And this is Daniel who's been praying and desperately seeking God, praying regularly. And even though he's been facing so many challenges through his adult life as he served different kings, he's desperate to go back to his homeland, to for his people to be set free, for Jerusalem to be restored. And instead of that, he gets his dream in Daniel chapter 10, this vision. And the vision is one of war and hardships. And he's like, God, I've, I've had years of being away from my family, away from my home. I've been serving people who are not part of my family, not part of my community, you don't love you the way I love you. And you've given me this dream of war and hardships. What's Daniel's response? I love this. Daniel goes on to a 21 day fast. He gets this vision, this dream of war coming and hardships coming and difficulties ahead. Rather than kind of complaining and moaning, Daniel goes, okay, I'm going to pray about this and not just pray. I'm going to do a serious prayer and fasting for three weeks, 21 days of prayer and fasting. I don't know if you ever tried fasting for 21 days. I, I've done prayer and fasting before, but I've never done 21 days. That seems quite crazy. But then listen, there's a whole other level. Daniel does this. 
He doesn't use fragrant lotion, the Bible says, in Daniel chapter 10. He doesn't use any spray-on deodorant or any kind of perfume. He, he, he probably smells pretty bad after 21 days. I, I'm not sure that's a wise advice if you've got other people in your family home and you'll think about fasting for 21 days. Uh, but, you know, uh, Daniel did that. I mean, I even put deodorant on to come and talk to you online church like this. I, I kind of feel like that's the right thing to do. If you're leaving your house, you should smell half decent. Uh, Daniel fasted food and uh, he fasted for God and he fasted fragrant lotion, the Bible tells us. But then in the middle of this, this time when he's having this prayer and fasting session with God, he has another dream. And in this dream, when we get to Daniel 10 verse 5, and he has this vision of many would say a vision of Jesus Christ. And this is before Jesus is born, uh, but this is obviously we know Jesus is around forever. He's always around. He's been around since the beginning of time. Father God, uh, Father, Son and Holy Spirit all there right from the beginning of creation. And there's this image of Jesus that Daniel has in Daniel 10 verse 5. I want to read this to you. It says this, I looked up and I saw a man dressed in linen clothing with a belt of pure gold around his waist. His body looked like a precious gem. His face flashed like lightning and his eyes flamed like torches. His arms and feet shone like polished bronze and his voice roared like the vast multitude of people. Wow, what an image. And, and Daniel had this image of this man. He didn't know who it was. But we've, we, you may have read this or heard this and saw, thought well, that's, that sounds a bit like John's vision. Maybe in, in Revelation chapter one, he talks about the face like burnished bronze and, and eyes like fire. This similar image of God in Ezekiel one, there's some similar writing. In Daniel three, Daniel seven, we get more of those sort of things. And in verse seven in chapter 10, it says that only I, Daniel, saw this vision. The men with me saw nothing, but they were suddenly terrified and they ran away to hide. Daniel has this incredible vision of God in the middle of his, of Jesus, in the middle of his, uh, of his time of, of fasting and praying. And he was probably hungry and tired and he encounters Jesus Christ. And he has this moment and not everyone saw it. And I want to say to you today, God will reveal some things to you that he doesn't reveal to other people. He will tell you something that he won't give to others. He has got something unique for you. I remember a, a year or so ago when we were at wildfires, Lottie and I, and we were sitting in a, a, a seminar and uh, someone had a prophetic word for Lottie, my wife Lottie, um, at, from the front and gave this incredibly powerful, articulate word. And it was just a beautiful moment and it was powerful. And when we were sitting there going, how does he know this stuff? And it was just like a mind blowing moment. But then there were some moments after that where my wife Lottie would share this with friends and family and they were like, oh, really? That sounds nice. Do you want a cup of tea? I'm like, but I've just had this encounter with God in a fresh way. Don't you see it? And people are like, yeah, it's not me. It's for someone else. And God wants to speak to you, specifically you. And he's got something for you that will be different for other people. And maybe the word that God has given to you for others will be like a shrug of their shoulders and doesn't really work for me. That's okay. You do what you're called to do and to seek God to show you that you have a moment with God. Just like Daniel had a moment with God here in chapter 10. What's the moment that God's got for you? And don't worry if other people don't get it. It's not for them. God wants to speak right directly to you today. 
So we carry on there in verse eight of chapter 10. And it says this, this is Daniel speaking. So I was left there all alone to see this amazing vision. My strength left me. My face grew deathly pale and I felt very weak. Then I heard the man speak. And when I heard the sound of his voice, I fainted and lay there with my face to the ground. Daniel was having an encounter with Jesus Christ himself and it made him faint and he just fell to the ground. As he heard the sound of the voice, he could no longer stand. As someone who'd been standing for years and been faithful for years and stood in the gap and stood out and stood up for what he believed in, suddenly Daniel could no longer stand in the presence of God. You know, the strongest of men cannot stand under the word. The word is kabod, which means the weight of the presence of God. Under the weight of the presence of God, sometimes you just got no other option than to drop to your knees or to fall face down and prostrate before itself before God and say, God, I cannot stand in your presence because you are magnificent. You are magnificence. I don't know if you've ever had those little moments of encounter with God. I remember I had a moment where I was unable to stand in the presence of God. When I, was, when I was a teenager, I was part of our church worship band. Yeah, believe it or not, and you can say what you think. But I was, I was and every week we'd meet as a worship team. There, there were no rotors back in the day. Uh, we, had, we, we had the same band every week and we would turn up every single Monday night and we would worship, we would pray, and then we would practice our instruments. And we would always start by worshiping God. And I remember one particular evening well, we never got into the practice or rehearsal for the following Sunday. We just ended up face down on our faces, just enjoying the presence of God. And we were just praying and singing and speaking out in tongues. And I could not get myself off the floor. I encountered the very presence of God. It was such a special moment. I've had those moments a few times over the years. I wish for more of those. We're just lying in the presence of God. That was my moment. That was one of my moments where God was with me. It changed me. And God wants to have that kind of moment with you. You can have that moment. Just say, God, would you reveal yourself to me? To take some time like Daniel did to pray, to fast, to seek the face of Jesus and see what he would say to you. God wants to meet with his children. He wants to connect with us. He wants to speak to us. And you might be thinking, well, how does this story of Daniel, this vision he had of Jesus, how does that help us today? I want to title my talk today, how do we stand in faith? How do we stand in faith? You know, because I think so often we think faith is all about being busy, reading our Bible, praying regularly, going to church, whatever that looks like. And, and, and we think faith is activity. Faith is being busy. But I want to explain to you that standing in faith is more about believing the important truth that God is who he said he is. And God will do what he said he will do. Having faith in God doesn't require us to do anything. It requires us to believe something. The first thing I want to say to us today is that God cares about you more than you often do. God cares about you more than you care for yourself. In Daniel chapter 10 and verse 10, there's this moment where it says this, just then a hand touched me. This is Daniel. A hand touched me and lifted me, still trembling to my hands and knees. And this man who we say is Jesus said to me, Daniel, you are very precious 
to God. Oh, can you imagine hearing those words from our Saviour Jesus Christ? You are very precious to God. So listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Stand up, for I have been sent to you. And when he said this to me, I stood up, still trembling. Daniel gets lifted from his face down, collapsed position. And, and this, this image of Jesus holds him up and touches him and says, come on, stand. You are very precious to God. What a moment. I want to say to some of you listening today, I want to say you are very precious to God. And God wants to lift you up. It reminds me of that Psalm, Psalm 40. I waited patiently for the help of God to come. And he turned to me, heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walk along. He's given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. What a great psalm. God wants to lift you. The band U2 turned that psalm into a song. It's called 40. And they sing, I will sing, sing a new song. And when they sing it, you can just feel people's chains getting broken as people are being lifted up and understand that God is looking at each one of us and wants to lift us out of our difficult circumstances. I want to say whatever you're facing today, that God cares more about you than sometimes you care about yourself. And he wants to lift you up. He wants you to stand up. He doesn't condemn you, but he lifts you. And he says, you are precious to God. You are precious. Some of you need to hear that. You are precious to God. He cares for you. Secondly, I want to say this. God is doing more than you understand. God is doing more than you understand. God is doing more behind your back than he is doing in front of your face. Sometimes we're frustrated. We think, God, why are you not doing it? I've been praying for this for weeks, for months, for days, for years, and I'm not seeing any breakthrough. God is doing more behind your back than he's doing in front of your face. If you read verse 12 in Daniel chapter 10, then he said, don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray. Hear that again. From the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God. Your request has been heard in heaven. I have come in answer to your prayer. God started to answer Daniel's prayer from the first day he started praying. God doesn't sit there waiting and go, well, you know, when you've, when you've completed 21 days of fasting and you've done it by the book, then I might have a look at your prayer. God engages on the first day. What a moment. And he carries on verse 13. For 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia has blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me. And I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now I'm here to explain what will happen to your people in the future. For this vision concerns a time yet to come. I said it got a bit weird, didn't it? There's that moment where there's this, this battle going on between prince of darkness and between the angelic beings. And Jesus commanding his angels to work on behalf of Daniel's prayers. And there are angels working on your behalf as you pray. And maybe you've been praying and fasting and you feel like, am I fasting or just wasting my breath, wasting my energy, wasting my time? But God, from the moment you started praying, has sent his angels into action. God has heard your prayer, the first you prayed for your family, the first you prayed for your loved ones, the first you prayed for your marriage, the first time you prayed for your finances, the first time you prayed for your work situation. God is already intervening. God is doing more than you can understand. 
He's doing more behind your back than in front of your face. Daniel did not see anything, but God was doing something. And sometimes we can't see because as Ephesians 6 reminds, we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in heavenly places. You may not be able to see anything, but God is doing something. Maybe you think because you're not seeing it that God isn't doing it. But as we sang earlier, even when I don't see it, even when I don't see it, you are working. What a great line. It's so true. Even when I'm not seeing it, I'm going to be full of faith. I'm going to stand in faith and say, God, I'm believing that you're working, even though I can't see it. For the first time Daniel prayed, the angels were sent to work. When you start to pray, God is answering your prayer. He is working behind the scenes to do things that you can't see at this time. So when you pray, you may not see anything taking place, but just know, stand in faith that God is at work in your life. And then thirdly, God's strength is made perfect in your weakness. It's made perfect. I mean, hear that line again. It's made perfect. God's strength is not a little bit better. God's strength is perfect in your weakness. Each time he says in 2 Corinthians 12, this is Paul writing, he writes these words, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So this is Paul writing, I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of God can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. When I am weak, then I am strong. That is my story and that is your story. In my weakness, God is my strength. When I feel like I have nothing to offer, God steps in and goes, about time to, now I can get to work. All the time I think I can do it in my own strength. I'm saying, God, you hang back. I've got this. And God's going, okay, I'll just wait here. But when you're ready and when you run out of energy and run out of strength and run out of ideas, I'll be there. I'll be your strength in times of weakness. That's the story of humanity working in partnership with God. God shows off when we realise we are weak and we have nothing more to offer. In our weakness, God's strength is made perfect. And in this story here in Daniel chapter 10, there is this moment um, where he is just speaking. He says in verse 15, when he was speaking to me, I looked at the ground, unable to say a word. Then the one who looked like the man, this Jesus character, touched my lips and I opened my mouth and I began to speak. I said to the one standing in front of me, I am filled with anguish because of the vision I've seen, my Lord, and I am very weak. How can someone like me, your servant, talk to you, my Lord? My strength is gone. I can hardly breathe. Daniel was desperate. He was weak. He could hardly stand. And maybe you feel like that now. Your strength has gone. You've run out of arguments. You've run out of energy. You've run out of excuses. You've run out of prayers. And you're just desperately hanging on in there. You're hanging on in there to your marriage. You're hanging on in there to your health. You're hanging on in there with the relationship with your children. Whatever it is, your strength is gone. You feel you've got nothing more to offer. Which reminds you of that, that phrase that Jesus used in Matthew chapter 5 when he's sitting with his disciples and he says this to them. He says, you're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. With less of you, there is more of God and of his role. 
of his rule. You're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. When you're at the end of the rope, it's time for God to step in. Maybe you're feeling at the end of your rope today, end of your tether. God wants to work through your weakness where his strength can be made perfect. It carries on in verse 18 of Daniel chapter 10. Then the one who looked like a man touched me again and I felt my strength returning. Don't be afraid, he said, for you are very precious to God. Peace, be encouraged, be strong. And he spoke these words to me. I suddenly felt stronger and said to him, please speak to me, my Lord, for you have strengthened me. Just like with Daniel, I believe one touch from the King of Kings, from the Lord of Lords, from Jesus Christ himself, one touch can change everything. You might feel weak. You may feel on your last legs. You're at the end of your rope. You are exhausted. One touch from the King can change everything. One touch from the King can change everything. Don't be afraid. God is with you. You are precious to God. You are precious to him. He looks at you and says, you are precious. God is at work from the day you first cried out to him. When you cried out his name in desperation, God goes, okay, I've got this. And he's waiting for us to step back so he can step forward. Whatever you are facing today, I want to say to you, please know that in your weakness, God is perfect and strong. God isn't asking you to work harder. He's not saying to you, strive more. He's not saying, if only you prove to me how good you are, then I'll step in. God's just saying, stand in faith. Push into me, just be with me, just enjoy me, spend time with me. I'm not looking for you to earn faith. I'm just asking you to be faithful. God cares for you. He cares for your needs. He cares for your family. He cares every detail of your lives. He is interested in every aspect, every minor cause that's going on right now, the niggles. He's interested in those. He cares about you. He cares for your needs. He's Jehovah Jireh, the one who provides all that you need. And he says, just stand in faith. And I want to pray for you today as part of our church online service. I want to pray for you, that those who are listening, you will have a new revelation of what it means to be like Daniel, who stands in faith, who encounters Jesus in a fresh way. And my prayer is that those listening, you will encounter Jesus in a new way. Lord, would you have vision, I pray, for Jesus? Would you see him anew? Would you see him afresh? Would you find new ways of connecting with him? That as you stand, simply stand, God will be with you. God cares for you more sometimes than you do. He cares for me more than sometimes I take care of myself. And he has heard your prayer and he is working hard. He sent his angels to work on your behalf. His strength is made perfect in your weakness. Stand in faith. Trust in God. Trust in him. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. 
can I just pray for you now that you would encounter something fresh of God, that you would have a moment with him, that you would find a place to be flat out in front of him, that you would have a fresh anointing from the spirit of God. However that looks like, wherever you are from where I am right now to your home, where you're sitting at this place at this time, I want to pray God's blessing upon you. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this story of Daniel, a man who was faithful throughout decades of his life, who served faithfully king after king after king. Lord, I pray for those who are watching right now, who have served you faithfully for many years, who have stood faithfully. Father God, would you hear their prayer? And for those who are struggling right now, who are desperate right now, who are uncertain of the future, who are, who are reaching out to you in fresh ways right now, Lord, would you hear their prayer? And would you act? And would you do? Would, as they stand in faith, would you answer their prayers, I pray, Father God? Would you answer my prayers as I speak out my desperate needs? Lord, would you come and answer my prayers? Would I encounter you afresh, I pray, Lord God? Would we as Freedom Church encounter you afresh? Would we not be stuck as how we used to be? Would we never just stay still, but may we always push for more of you, Father God? And that we would just know that you are the God who cares, that you look at us and you say, I think you're precious. I think you're beautiful. I think you're amazing. And you are worth lifting up and standing on my right hand side in all glory forever and ever. Lord, we're so grateful that you care for each one of us, that you think we are precious. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.